Well, welcome back to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. My name is Dawn, and I'm sitting here with my husband and my co-host, Travis. That's right. I'm here, too. Welcome back, guys. Dawn, you're stuck with me. Yeah. I have sitting here right here. next We're to you. We're both here again. But I'm pumped, <laughs> yeah. and sitting I love chair, being yeah. here. It's a chair of honor. I love being your husband. Well, when I look back over the last year, I just think, you know what? Our lives haven't been anywhere near close to boring Not in this last close. year. Not at all. <laughs> so crazy. So fun. You know, we did a ton of fun stuff, and we tried a lot of new things. But we did something that we probably never have truly done before. And it was an adventure. It was a project. It was something that we're like, hey, let's do this. And Right. <laughs> and what we're talking about, we've talked about quite a few times recently, but we jumped into an adventure of renovating a 1930s cottage. Well, you know what? It's so cool because this last weekend... I think we're finished. We're like, done. Like we're there. Like <laughs> we're declaring that we're done. I mean, there might be a little touch of paint here or there. Yes. But high five me, Don. Right. We are absolutely <laughs> done. Yeah. It's cool to oh celebrate that. I want to say that we're done, but then it's a 1930s cottage. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like know. it's a continual work because things will probably continue to break. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Know. But it's it looks pretty good. old, yeah. And I think we're going to love uh, staying there yeah. and letting our guests stay there. It's cool because we actually now have an opportunity to just enjoy the summer and have a ton of fun trying new things, having adventures, and going back and just enjoying the house that we just renovated. That's going to be the best part. I mean, working hard can take a lot out of it you. Can, it yeah. feels good, but it takes a lot out of you. But then to just enjoy that yep. hard work. And I think that's what God gave all of us as a blessing right. to our lives. You know, what's funny is we went that whole last couple months renovating the house and I we didn't have any injuries. But this weekend, this last weekend, <laughs> I got my two injuries, like not just one, yes. but I got two injuries. You're going to tell everybody yes. what happened? Well, you know, when you renovate a house, you have a lot of demo that goes into renovation well then you have demo you have junk like our garage was full yeah construction construction, like paneling and sinks and oh just icky gross stuff even well we needed to go to the dump so we're like hey our garage is full we have a trailer we're gonna load this trailer and we were loading this big piece of paneling into a trailer that was already stuffed full we were trying to get this last piece in and you were at the front piece of the paneling i was at the back piece of the paneling and it got stuck kind of in the middle. It did, And yeah. you looked at me and you're like, hey, should we go up or down? And I was just about to answer and you yanked it and you pulled it back. <laughs> and that dumb, stupid paneling hit me square in the top of my forehead. That's like, not good. Like I have a paneling mark, like this line that goes through my like, forehead. You have like a skin tattoo. Like <laughs> oh. it's like old paneling, 1930s cottage. Wow. I know. That's rough. It's goofy. And, and it bled. It you lost skin. It was terrible. Thank goodness I wear makeup because I had to go to work, you know, church the next couple of days and I just covered it up. But And I apologized yeah. a thousand times, you, didn't I? Yeah. You know what the worst part is though, within five minutes, I was, we were finishing you know, loading the trailer. And there was another piece of paneling, another small piece that had nail sticking out of it. I didn't see it. And I stepped on it and the nail went all the way through my shoe and into my heel. Like, right. so here my forehead's bleeding. And five minutes later, I take off my shoe and my heel. I had to squeeze it because it's probably a rusty nail. Like, it, I'm sure it went right through, but I just squeezed and tried to get as much blood out of it. But try to help cleanse it. Look at it this way. Outside of all that pain, um, you completed the job. But we almost went injury free. Right. We almost True. did. It was like that last ah, weekend, two that. of them. But yeah. anyways, my heel is fine. I, you know, I haven't, don't have lock jaw. Like I told Travis if I get sick. 
in the next couple of days to remind me that I stepped on a rusty nail, but yeah. I'm doing and good. No amputations. No. That's good. We don't have to remove <laughs> your foot or your toes. Yeah. I like that. Even with a toned down year of activity due to renovating a house, people tell us all the time that they can't believe how many cool things that we do that we try. Honestly, we don't really think that we do a lot of cool things. We just think that we live a normal life filled with variety, new challenges and adventures. But isn't that normal? Like we want that to be our normal. I think so. Yeah. We're drawn to adventure and trying new things. And if we hear something new, we're like, well, why not do it? Yeah, that's what we do. I mean, isn't that normal? I mean, in our minds and in our world, who says normal is sitting around every night in front of a screen? Who says normal is just hanging out at home doing the exact same things that you did last night? and the exact same things that you're going to do tomorrow night. There's too many cool things to try. Like, Way why would too we do the many same cool thing? things. Yeah. There's a whole world out there. Yeah. I mean, life has to be a balance of being at home and getting out to connect with others to experience different environments. You know, if not, life becomes routine and predictable, which isn't healthy for almost anyone, I don't think at least, especially if your spouse is bored out of their minds with life and their marriage. At work, we have this report that we fill at the end of our week. Every Sunday, we fill out this report and it asks us how we're doing and then gives us a whole bunch of other questions. But the first question is, how are you doing? And you have to rate yourself one to five. And I realize that I always give myself a five if I feel like I my life has been full of balance that week. And balance to me is I want to make sure that I work really hard throughout my work week. But then on my time off, I want to make sure that we have a date, that we you know have plenty of rest, that we have time with family, of time with friends. If I hit all four of those things on our day off, then man, my life is going great. It's that balance of everything. It has to include all of those things. And I love that. That's when I feel like that's when I give myself fives. I know for me personally, I can't just live a mundane, boring life. Yes, I want to work hard, but I also want to play hard. But it has to include adventure and and just try new things and activity. Yeah, so we're talking about boredom in marriage or really a boring marriage and life. And here's what marriage.com says about a boring life and marriage. They write, boredom is a severe but underrated marital problem. With time, some spouses become bored with their relationship. They may get tired of the things that occur within the relationship. In this situation, it comes down to being bored with the relationship because it has become become predictable. Mm. What you had just mentioned a little bit ago, they go on to say a couple may do the same thing every day without change or a spark. A spark usually consists of doing random things from time to time. If a relationship lacks spontaneous activities, there's a good chance that boredom will become a problem. So the solution, they write, do the unexpected, whether it's in the bedroom or other areas of life, to get rid of the boredom in your relationship. Surprise your spouse with a gift, an unexpected plan, and watch your relationship transform. I I totally agree with that, Travis. I think that we got to make sure that we are doing the unexpected and not having just a routine everyday life. It is so important and it keeps us guessing what our spouse is going to do, what we're going to say, and what that experience is going to do to bond us together. Well, I just cleaned the house today and that was kind of a surprise it was, for I, you. I was super excited. I came home. We had a super busy weekend. I, my, you know, at work was a little bit busier and I came home to an extremely clean house. Like you vacuumed everything and you wiped down the fingerprints and our house doesn't get very messy because there's just two of us in here, but you still have the daily, you know, 
things that do get messy. And oh, it was incredible. So thank you for surprising me and letting me come home to a clean house. Yeah. And it was fun because it's, it's a gift I could give you. I get to live in it. I didn't want you to have to, you know, work tonight or, or want to have to clean. But you know, it's so good to get rid of any dust that might be collecting. And I like to clean, to wash everything down, to restore the shine and the beauty of our home back to the way that it was before it needed to be cleaned. And that's what happens to a marriage. It starts to lose its shine, just like a house as it gets dirty, and all the beauty mm. that it once yeah, had. That's true. So what you're saying that is if you know what you're going to be doing on a Friday two months from now, you know, that's probably not the greatest sign. It's a bad like sign. Like if you were there that <laughs> planned out, that schedule, or maybe you're just doing the same exact thing over and over again. You know, yes, a person definitely can be too busy, but if you tend to hang out at home too much and rarely try new experiences, you could also be guilty of going the other direction. Yeah, and that means that you're in a rut and it's time to yeah. build a ladder and get out of the yes. rut. Don't stay in the rut with your spouse. Don't hold them down. Get out and do something new. I think what we're trying to say is just don't be a boat anchor. I know some of you listening might be a homebody type person who rarely wants to go anywhere or do anything. And, and that would be fine if you were still single and you wanted to live in a shack all by yourself, maybe in the mountains all alone, a mountain man or something like that. But that's not the life that you chose. You chose to be married to someone who is likely very different than yourself. Someone who appreciates a little of variety and spice in life. Yeah, it's kind of like this. When you first got married, your life was like a ship and that ship was headed somewhere beautiful. But along the way, throughout the journey, journey of your life, if you're not careful, you can slowly turn from being the important parts of the ship, like the rudder or the wheel, to becoming the anchor instead. Anchors don't allow ships to go anywhere. They are stuck. Here they have massive potential to sail the oceans of the world, but this little weight stuck on the bottom of the sea can keep that majestic ship from leaving port and exploring the world and allowing those on the ship to have a better life. The point is this, don't be stubborn, rigid, or selfish. Being stubborn and rigid or inflexible could actually be a form of pride. And it says, I matter more than you improving your quality of life. So I'm going to choose to do nothing to help our marriage because I matter more than you. It makes me think of, there's a couple of people in our life that are like, hey, how about we go to the store? And they don't, they just say no. Like right. they don't even consider We it. would be asking yeah. them, uh, hey, you want to go do this? Or you want to go do that? And almost every time they're like, no. No, and we know a couple people. Yeah, like there that. is. We just won't say their name because they may be listening to this. They podcast. could be listening, <laughs> but the point is, is, is they They're are so stubborn. Just won't even think. They it through. won't think about trying. If it's something, hey, how about we go for a walk around the lake? And their first response is no, and they don't consider it, and it drives me crazy. They're just so stubborn and rigid. In Proverbs fifteen twenty five, it says this: The Lord tears down the house of the proud, but He protects the property of widows. This is a really cool contrast in this passage because it really kind of compares two different types of people. And that is prideful people who like to portray that they're strong or they come across like really strong and powerful. But then it's contrasting what in that world back then a widow would have been somebody who really didn't have a lot of privileges, might or power uh, just because of where they were at in life in the Jewish culture, you know, back during this time. And so here it says, the Lord tears down the house of the proud. You think you're so strong. In other words, 
I'm going to rip down your house, but he protects the property of the widows, of those who are humble. And that is the contrast. And that's really what we need to be. We need to be humble, not proud. We need to be flexible, not stubborn or inflexible or rigid. It's important to be open to new ideas, to be willing to think out of the box and try new things. Yeah. So we have a title for this episode. It's called, I Love My Spouse but my marriage and life are boring. What do I do? And that's actually a really good question. And here's the reality. There are a lot of people who live that every day. It's not a question. It's their life. And so we want to answer that. And let's be honest, those of us that might even feel like we have variety in life, we still get bored and we still need to address this uh, question and answer it. So If you're bored with your life and your marriage, we got a few things that we just want to share with you. First of all, speak up and tell your spouse. Don't nag them. Just tell them. Tell them politely and kindly. But here's the key. Be sure to tell them why you feel like things are mundane, boring, predictable, and be strategic about when you tell them. Not during an argument or conflict. That's a bad idea. This is an area I know I've been open and honest with you, Travis, because there's times I I don't want to just sit in the house. I want to try something new. And you know that actually that's how I have a great week. It's like making sure that I have some type of adventure in my life. If you're not sure what that looks like, make a list of things that you would like to do. Make it a long list. If you give your spouse a list of like 50 things that sound interesting or exciting to you and ask them to pick and start and put them in their driver's seat, let them choose out of that list, then they can find something that they like and still maintain a sense of control. Travis, when we first started scootering, I remember you were like, hey, Don, let's go on a scooter and go 20 miles and go around the lake. And I looked at you, and I'm like, we're going to take this little scooter, both of us, and go 20 miles and go <laughs> around the did. lake. You did. You I thought it was crazy. I was. I totally did. I was a little bit hesitant in that time, but then we did it, and we had a blast. And now I'm the one, a lot of times, initiating, hey, let's go scootering. I love it. It's just a, a fun hobby that we have. Yeah, and I think part of it, too, is to know them well. I mean, be sure you know your spouse well, that you've got a strong knowledge of what they actually like to do or what potential interests they may have. So that's knowing them well. You might know all their, you know, things that they currently enjoy, but what about potential interest? Mm. That's huge. Suggest new experiences that you also could like, but know they will find exciting to try. That's a good thing. Know them well. Also remind them every day that you sit around as a couple and do nothing, that you are actually choosing that as an option. And when you're reminding them, it's not to nag them, but to just say, Hey, you know, we can go do something. We can sit here and not do something. And that is something. And just really helping them understand that it's all a choice. Whether you move, whether you stay, whether you do nothing, it's all a choice. You know, it's important also to play the long game with the hidden eye. The eye is influence. Always remember that your spouse fell in love with you. And every day they still choose to be by your side. You never want to manipulate or work at changing our spouse into something else. We don't want to do that. I can't change you into something else. But we also never want to forget that we do have the ability to influence them in a positive way that may bring organic change over time. Keep in mind that after five to 10 years of positive new experiences, they may begin to start to want to live that way permanently. 
It just takes a little bit of practice and time. It really does. I think another important thing, and really what we're talking about is how do you get that life, that energy, that adventure back into your marriage? If there's boredom there, we'll get them talking. When you do finally have an experience together that is new and positive, make sure you give your spouse lots of time to share what they appreciated and enjoyed about the new experience. Just ask them questions and get out of the way and let them talk. You know, that's funny because every once in a while, there'll be a negative experience and you need to talk about that too. Because it's funny, some of the things that you try, you're like, oh, that was a complete flop. But make sure that you're honest about that. Be honest. If it was a flop, let it be a flop. Yeah, scratch that. Let's not do that again. Let's not repeat that. I think it's key. This is key. Pick your friends well. Intentionally hang around other couples and groups of people who live active and adventurous lives. If you're only hanging out with people who want to do nothing, then you might want to just always do nothing. So find friends who want to be, you know, are willing to try things and be active. And the last idea that we wanted to share with you guys today is try yes dates. Travis, what's a yes date? Well, a yes date is when, you know, each couple takes turns planning a date. And the rule is, is that if I plan it, you have to say yes to everything I've planned. But that coin flips. And the next time we go on a date, you plan it all done. And then I have to say yes to doing whatever activities yeah, you planned for that date. That sounds fun. It could actually bring a lot of adventure. That's something we haven't done yet, but something that we're very interested in doing and Maybe we should do that this weekend. We've got to do that. (laughs) It's going to be so fun. And I think it builds trust as well and communicates love. It says, hey, I am willing to be a part of something that you really enjoy and you really like. And more than likely, it's going to bring a lot more variety. And here's the great part. Even if your spouse picks for their yes date to just sit around the house all day at least on your very next date, you can bring them on a date of your choice. The point is that it starts to shift your marriage away from a do nothing all the time mentality to everyone should be getting something out of the marriage and the life together where you're taking turns and you're going back and forth. You guys remember when we talk about being active and adventure, that doesn't mean that you have to run a marathon and you have to exert all this physical energy. That means you could just go to a lake and sit on a dock and watch the waves bob up and down. Or watch the sunset. Just something different. Do something different. Try something new. Get out of your original environment and go and experience something new together. It does something for your love. It just creates a new bond. It's so good. Be flexible. Be humble. Be willing to try new things. Remember Proverbs 15. 1525, the Lord tears down the house of the proud, but he protects the property of the widows. We just want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.